Lisa Lucci Show. We're here in my living room in Manhattan. How are you? Episode 33. Oh my goodness, it's busy, no? It's busy feeling a lot like 2020, if you ask me. That's how I think it feels busy. I'm so over it. I'm over everything, I'm telling you. Today we're talking about tiny houses, vaginal steaming. I know. I didn't know either. Where to go in New York City? Are you around? Let's talk all about that. Okay, so anyway, take a sip of your drink. We got we got some conversations to be to be starting, okay? Fact of the day. Do you know that the royal family in the UK, they're not allowed to play Monopoly at home because it gets too vicious? True. True fact. You know, I'm watching The Crown. I've said this before. I'm watching The Crown. I just finished, uh, or I almost finished with season three. So, you know, the, the season three I heard is based on accurate truth and based on uh, imaginative truths. So sometimes I'm Googling, you know, after the show, what's true and what's not true. Like, is Queen Elizabeth such a frigid bitch? You know, stuff like that. And I found out, I don't know how it came up in the Google, but in 2008, Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, said that the royal family, they're not allowed to play Monopoly at home because it gets too vicious. And I just thought, isn't that crazy? And does that mean they're not allowed to play it at home, like in the four walls of Buckingham Palace, what if they go to a sleepover and everybody wants to have a good old romp with Monopoly, you know? Oh, I love Monopoly. And 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 I get vicious with Monopoly. I played Monopoly. If, hi, Linda, if you're listening. At my friend Linda's mother's house in East Hampton a thousand years ago. And oh my God, I was... I was all over it. I won. I, I I stayed up for like eight hours into the night. I I scooped up every property I had the opportunity to buy. I don't even know how I afford it. You know, it's probably cheating, actually. It's probably exactly what I was doing. But there you have it. There you have it. Monarchies, banning board games. Wow. Sounds so fun. Sounds fun. I mean, if you can't play Monopoly, like, what other games are really going to, like, what are you going to get your kicks to? Scrabble? Oh, God. I'm like queen of the three-letter Scrabble words, you know? So how are you? How was your week? We are, we're into 2021. We, uh, it's cold here in New York. I don't know where you are. It's, it just feels feels a little hopeless if you want to know the truth. Hate to be Debbie Downer, guys. Anyway, my weekend, it was okay. Hopefully you had a nice weekend. I went for a bunch of walks. You know, I wanted to check out the scene. I'm like obsessed with surveying the scene. I wanted to see what Manhattan is looking like. I want, you know, I got on the bus. I went downtown. I went to the West Village. I went to Greenwich Village. I went uh, on the Upper East Side, 3rd Avenue. I wanted to walk all up and down 3rd Avenue. And, you know, sometimes I just get on the bus and I like to wander. But when I did 3rd Avenue walk, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go to Pinkberry. I gave myself a destination in mind to, to be looking forward to something, you know, pot of gold on the end of the rainbow sort of thing, ice cream after, you know, 40, 50 blocks sort of thing. Anyway, I got to tell you, if you live in the city, if you come to the city occasionally, if you, whatever you do, 3rd Avenue on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, I mean, it's like on all avenues in Manhattan, but just this one, because I was walking it for so many blocks. Oh my God, so many stores are just out. I mean, and I might have said versions of this on past episodes, but I'm, t- I mean, this, for every block I was walking, there was like four stores out, closed, shut down, stores, bars, restaurants. I mean, it was sad. I was going to buy batteries. It's a whole thing. I actually had a TikTok about it. I had to get batteries, please. Because, you know, my boyfriend thinks the world's going to end. 
And I said to him, he's like, we, we passed the, the, the drugstore, at least. You missed the batteries. And I'm just like, relax. There's another store like two blocks away. Please don't get your panties in a wedge. Well, guess what? The store wasn't there. And then I said, well, there's another store, CVS. And CVS wasn't there. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? I mean, it's not surprising that the drugstores are closing because, you know, you could get all that stuff cheaper online. But, I mean... I would never think that you could walk a few blocks of Manhattan without hitting a hitting a pharmacy. But welcome to COVID times. And by the way, everyone's just raising their prices. It's making me nauseous. Pinkberry, my favorite ice cream. I get the original tart original. And I, you know, and of course, like here I am, like pink. I think it's like a play on ice cream and yogurt, and it kind of tastes like yogurt, and it has a very clean, you know, white cup with the bright green logo with the little pink berries on it. You know, so you feel like you're kind of eating something healthy. But then I go just slob it up and I get toppings of gummy worms, Captain Crunch, and brownie bites, because you know, that's just that's my nature. Guess how much they charge me for a spool? Just get can you guess? You're probably wrong. Seven fifty. Seven. First of all, I was gonna get a medium, and thank God I didn't. I only had a ten in my pocket. I think by the time tax came and everything, it was like eight something. If I would have got the medium, I would have no money to pay for. I can't. I mean, on what planet? If I wanted to take my daughters out for ice cream to Pinkberry, which they wouldn't eat because you know it's not regular milky, delicious dairy ice cream, they would never. They would, first of all, they would never eat it. And I would be horrified at my $40, $50 ice cream bill. Can you imagine? I, 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 nerve. They definitely raise their prices. <clears throat> anyway, so that was one of my walks. Another one of my walks, I went down to the West Village, took the bus down. And, you know, I wanted to go see, um, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go see this house. It's so crazy. It's called Palazzo Chupi. It's on West 11th Street towards uh, the West Side Highway. It's literally just this gigantic pink house that someone bought and and named named it a palazzo, like like after an Italian palazzo. And uh, it's just this. I, I I put it on TikTok, put it in the background of my TikTok video. But it's this giant pink house and it has columns and arches and it's this huge just monstrosity in the middle of the West Village on a beautiful quaint block. And you see this big pink stucco thing with the columns and the arches and you're just like I'm I'm definitely gonna want to live there one day that's definitely the things I think I think when I walk by this place so I said you know what I'm gonna go and I'm gonna just go check out the pink house see how it's doing you know do my inventory it's looking great there's another pink house by the way on Waverly Place 116 Waverly Place it's a pink house. It's, it's a townhouse. And I thought, well, while I'm doing the pink house thing, I'm going to go see my other pink house because it's, it's close by. And so I go to Waverly Place, and guess what? Scaffolding all up. New owners. They're taking the pink down. Can you die? I was dying. Let me tell you something. I don't know. You're like, is she nuts? She just goes, gets on a bus to go walk around to go see pink houses. Is this the kind of time this girl has on her hands? Let me tell you something. When my kids aren't here, that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to the store to spend money. No, I have no money. I'm not going to the store. I'm not. What am I going to eat myself at a house and home in my apartment? I eat, I'm like, I can't even fit in my clothes anymore. So I got on the bus. I went for a walk and I decided to check out some colorful architecture. It was great. But I was very disappointed to see the pink house on Waverly Place coming down. And if you are come to New York, hopefully remember Palazzo Chupi on West 11th Street in the West Village. Google it. It's crazy looking. It's cool. 
while I was down there, I went to Joe's Pizza. Have you have you been there? It's on Sixth Avenue in Carmine. I got a nice slice. Oh my god! I I, I mean, and here I'm like, I'm not gonna go spend money and eat things. But what? Pizza doesn't count. One slice. Come on, one slice. What is that gonna do? It's not gonna kill you. One slice. I can have four slices. You know, I can have the whole pie. I can have a whole pie of pizza. I really can. This is not a joke. You know, this is probably why. You know, maybe guys find me unattractive or something. You know, I'll order pizza after, after, you know, after, after a couple of years, you know, order a pizza. I'll be like, you want to order two? No. Why do we need two? One is enough. You know, they don't know because, you know, like the, the, the abominable snowman is about to attack the pizza seven slices later, but I can. But so I went to Joe's Pizza, 6th Avenue in Carmen, got a slice, so delicious, so de- the crust is thin. It's, it was a beautiful temperature. And, you know, there's no tables there. You just stand outside and eat, you know, you stand up and eat the pizza. And it was great. All, all sorts of crazy weirdos out. I loved it. I loved it. It was good. It's uh, it's just a little surreal. It kind of feels like the Tasmanian devil spun through New York and ripped everything out and closed it down. And all you're seeing is rat tails and garbage and empty stores and and crazy people, and 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 it's like it, it, it it's really the city has been ravaged. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I had a nice time on my walks, my Joe's Pizza adventure, my Pink House adventure, but the city's the city's different. Um, I should post some of that stuff. I mean, so I was talking to my girlfriend Sam. Hi Samantha, if you're listening, because I saw these um high top high top Air Force Ones. They came out with these high top Air Force Ones that I like. And I wanted to get, they were patent leather black with gold. And my friend Sam sends me the link the other day. And she goes, oh, Elise, like, I, you, these are the sneakers you kind of were looking for. These are cute. You should, you know, get them. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get them, Sam. They're like hundred something dollars. I, I need to try them on. And like, I'm not, uh, yeah, come on. So she said, no, no, we'll, we'll go. This, there was a store. It was on the website. Nike was sold out. So it was uh, on the site fightclub.com. They have cool sneakers, fightclub.com. So Fight Club has a... Uh, a store on Broadway, downtown, East Village, like, like, Broadway, and like, I don't know, East 10th or something, near the Strand Bookstore, so I'm in the neighborhood, so I go over to Broadway, Fight Club closed down, now, I don't, this was a Sunday, so it could have just been closed, because it was a Sunday, but it looked closed, like, like, there wasn't just a gate down, it was like, a gate, and then a closure, and a metal thing, and it looked like it was closed for good, and I, you know what, so obviously I didn't try on the sneakers. I didn't get the sneakers. I'm just telling you that a store that I was trying to just have a little casual browse oh, also wound up being shut down. I mean, I almost wonder. I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, even if you don't live in New York, it's okay. Like, here's the thing. It's winter. It's cold. It's getting dark early. You know, I mean, everybody's just kind of hunkering down like we all do, no matter where we live. But in Manhattan, where so many things are closed down, you're almost not aware of it because, you know, it's cold and it's dark and, you know, you're just you're just sort of out there surviving. But when it gets spring, are we going to notice more of the closures? I think we might. Mm. The sun's going to be out. It's going to be tank top weather, chafing thigh season, the worst to me. Oh, the worst. I can't. And, and, and everybody's going to be going out looking for things to do. And you're going to go down to maybe 3rd Avenue or Amsterdam Avenue. Or maybe you want to go down to the West Village and then what? Bam! 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 Everything closed. 
It might be more depressing in the future. I know. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be uplifting. But I love the city so much. I Honestly, I'm, I'm in love with my two daughters. I'm in love with my two daughters. I am in love with Manhattan as well. I am in love with the city. So to see it like this is just crazy. And I was saying to my boyfriend, you know, I don't really get it. Here's the thing. I don't really get it. Like, so follow me. Rents are crazy expensive in the city. Crazy expensive. Commercial spaces, residential, whatever. If all of the if 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 if, if there's so many vacancies, like why aren't they dropping the rents like crazy? Like, yes, rents are coming down, but they're not like 1980 prices, 1980s prices. They're not like 1990s prices. They're still, they're like, they're coming down like 30%, 25%, which don't get me wrong. It's a good, a bargain is a bargain. But you're not able to buy like a, a, a three, you know, a three floor brick building on an avenue, you know, with a commercial space, you know, for, for $500,000. It's not, it's not like that. It's not like that. And I'm not even saying that's cheap, but you know what I mean. No, those buildings are still millions. So I, I, I'm, I'm confused that like, when, when is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? Because like, I got to start counting my men, my money, my pennies and my piggy bank. <laughs> because if all of a sudden you're going to be able to buy like a building in Manhattan for rock bottom price, I mean, I need to, I'm going to need to get in there. I mean, of course that's never going to happen because you know, it'll go to all cash buyers first, people that don't need mortgages. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not even in that caliber whatsoever, but I don't get it. I don't get it. With all the vacancies, with all the people that are leaving the city, who's going to fill these commercial spaces? Who's going to move into these all these studio apartments that are empty? You know who? People that really are going to be looking for deals, good deals, worthwhile deals. And I don't know, you know, I don't see any deals right now. Anyway. So, <clears throat> you know what? After my bus, I came home. I came back home on the bus, of course. And I was watching on a, one of my favorite shows on Amazon Prime, Mad About You. Do you know that show? Oh, I love it with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Oh, so good. You know, they had a reboot on Spectrum. I don't have Spectrum. I have Verizon Files. But Spectrum, the cable company, had a, a reboot. They basically paid Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. I heard a ton of dough. Paid them a ton of dough. And they said, do like a reboot of the series. And it picks back up like 25 years later. And um, you were able to watch an episode of it on, like, Spectrum.com, you know, as to, and then if you signed up for the cable package or switched your cable package, you then could watch the whole reboot, the one season of a reboot, which, by the way, I was like, they must have paid those actors so much money for them to do that because I can't, I, I think, feel like that's sort of like a cheap thing to do, like a cheap way out. Like, the Mad About You fans are big. They're like Seinfeld fans, like Friends fans. I mean, you should have just put the show back on, TV, everybody would have been watching it, in my opinion. But here's the point. They have the reboot series, uh, the reboot season on Amazon Prime. So I didn't watch it yet, but I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm totally going to get there. But I watched a few episodes, and I just remembered, oh, I love this show. Not, you know, not, nothing like a good sitcom to make you laugh, right? With all the doom and gloom, I love to laugh. I really do. I, you know what else I watch? I watch Medea. Medea goes to, to a jail or... I don't know, the first Medea movie. But I, listen, I don't care what people say. Medea makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. And you know what? I, Tyler Perry, you know, I like him. I'm, I'm into it. I did some cooking. Not, nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about. Just basic stuff. You know, soup in, from the freezer. Did some arts and crafts. 
um, right before the girls went went with their dad, we did a. I buy. I don't know if you do this if you have kids, but I buy these boxes. They're like <clears throat> little wooden boxes. I find at the Dollar Tree. They're you know the dollar and the little wooden boxes and like they have a little cover on them. Sometimes they have a little cut out house or cut out. I buy them. And, um, you know, and I buy like a few of them at a time and then I take them out on cold days or rainy days and we paint jewelry boxes sort of thing. And they love it. It's like such an adventure for them. Maybe I'll have a piece of fabric. I'll cut the fabric. You know, we'll line the inside of the box. Like just, just anything, anything to, to keep them entertained. But we did that. And, uh, and, you know, I guess a glistening moment of the weekend was seeing the riot at the White House and glistening in the sense of, it, it provided a little comic relief. I mean, like, can you imagine you sitting at your desk, having a cup of White House coffee, calling your mom, listening to your voicemail, scrolling through your IG, and then all of a sudden you see people scaling the wall, the guy that comes through the door in buffalo skins, a horned helmet with a raccoon fur trim. I, I Like, I, I mean, honestly... <laughs> It's just like, is this like, yes, yes, everybody, this is really happening. Yes, it is. I mean, it's terrible. It's obviously terrible. You know what else is terrible? I, I can't believe, and I, I'm not into, I'm, you know, I don't want to say I'm not into politics, but like, I'm not really. I mean, like, why, why, why should I lie to you? I'm just not, I'm never going to really talk about it because I just, oh, I leave that to the people that are like passionate about it. I, I, I know what I know. I read this stuff. I do what I do, but like, you know, I'm never going to talk about it. Ah. But I will say this. I don't know what I think about the, the, the media ban. I know how bad all the tweets and all the stuff and after the riots. I know all the stuff and the danger. But but banning, if you have a, a media platform or a publishing platform, a tech platform, to selectively pick and choose the people, does that violate your First Amendment right? I don't know. Is that what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I spent a lot of my, my uh, career working in digital media. I work in tech now, tech and media still. And um, But, you know, I'm on the brand side. And so, like, not on the publishing side anymore. And it's just as, like, I don't know. Where do you – everybody seems fine with the with the, the, the Twitter ban and the Instagram, what are all the bans, whatever. But And I get it. But that must be a hard decision, right? A hard decision. Like if you <clears throat> work at the company, you're the top brass, CEO, C-level, whatever, and you all get in the room and you're like, okay, we have these users and we don't really like their content and we feel their content is hurting people or could hurt people. Do we keep them on and do we not? I mean, like that must be such a hard decision to make. I do not envy them whatsoever. And I, I, I'm not talking about anything about the content. I'm just talking about that that, that decision of of do you ban people or do you not ban people? Do you stay neutral because that's what you're really supposed to do? I don't know. I really don't know. You watch Tiny House or any of these Tiny House shows? You went to any of that? So I watched a little bit of Tiny House Nation, like whenever it came out a few years ago. Honestly, I feel like I live in tiny. I've been doing tiny house for twenty years. I mean, I live in Manhattan. My first apartment was one hundred ninety square feet on Fourteenth Street and Ninth Avenue, right above a diner. Why the hell do I need to watch Tiny House Nation and get off seeing a, the two hundred square foot house in the middle of nowhere? I no, I that, that's my reality, and it was my reality because that was all I could afford. But I will say, then I start seeing these tiny cabins in the woods, and I'm thinking, 
this is kind of fun. So a friend of a friend of a friend posted this picture on Instagram a while ago, and she posted this picture of this, literally this tiny little cabin with this giant picture window, and she said she went on a vacation with her husband to this cabin in the woods, and she put the link, and she said they had the most amazing time, and blah, blah, and I was like, Oh my God, that looks so nice. So I immediately sent that link to my girlfriend, Stephanie, who's obsessed with tiny houses because she doesn't live in a tiny house. She lives in a normal size house. And she's like, oh, I'm totally getting this for my husband. You know, it's for his birthday, whatever. I'm like, okay. So she did it. And that, and you know, so she booked it. And now I'm like, I think that I need to do this too. So, so the one that my, the friend of a friend of a friend, getaway house, you might've heard them. They were on Shark Tank. It was like these people, they were like sick of their full-time jobs or something. They're like, we're going to build these little cabins in the woods, these little tiny houses in the woods. We're going to rent them out to like cool millennial people. And, um, you know, we're going to make a killing and we're going to make it nice and we're going to put it in cool areas. And it's going to be like a hiking, nature-y, recharge, unplug, go off the grid sort of trip. And, um, and, and, and it's a hugely successful. So if you go to Getaway House, you can find it. But I... I looked on Getaway House and they had no no dates available, whatever. So then I found another website. Check this out. If it's it, this is like if you're sort of in like the New Yorkish area, ish. Because you could maybe if you're in Boston, it'll work. Anyway, a tinyhouseresort.com. That's it. They it's a similar to Getaway House, but they have different, bigger, a little slightly bigger cabins in the woods, and that's it. It's like. You can get a cabin from like 200 square feet to like 400 square feet and, and you have, you know, the bed and a little tiny couch. You got the burner and, and a sink and stove and, and you have a bathroom, full bathroom. And outside they have a fire pit and chairs, like Adirondack chairs. And I don't know, it looks cool. Like, so <clears throat> it happens to be my boyfriend's birthday coming up. So I was thinking, well, what am I going to get him? Like, he has so many things. Like, I don't... And, like, as you get old, like, do you really need, like, another sweater? Like, do you really want me to get you a belt? Like, no, you don't. You like what you like. You don't want me to get you a belt. Come on, guy. And what? And then, and then, and then, you know what's going to happen? Then it's not going to fit. Then, then I'm going to have to return it. Or you're going to have to return it. Then you're never going to return it. It's going to sit on your chair for a thousand years. Then you're going to tell me that, oh, you're not returning it because you missed it. You know you missed the date. You're not returning it. You're just going to take it to the shoemaker so you can put an extra thing in it for you, a hole in it for you. I'm like, please, I don't want to deal with that. So I decided I'm going to book us this tiny house resort. So I didn't book it yet, but I, I, I'm into it. I'm looking into it. <clears throat> it's in the Catskills. And um, I, think it's, I think it could be great. So... You know, I would book the night, I'm thinking, and then we would, like, go hiking and, and you know, I don't know, sit in front of a fire pit and eat s'mores. He doesn't eat s'mores, and I don't hike. But that's okay, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be open my <laughs> I'm going to open my mind to new horizons. Yes, I am. I, I am. I really am. Usually, my kind of vacation is, like, in Aruba on a beach with somebody bringing me a pina colada with an umbrella in it. But, you know, I, I, I could get down with the glamping. Have you gone? Because let me tell you something. If you have gone glamping <clears throat> or camping or whatever you call this thing, staying in a tiny house, trailer with wheels, I need to know what I need. Like I Googled what is like hiking gear, glamping gear, but I have not the first. I, I can't. I saw these boots online. Actually, my ex-husband was wearing them because he likes, he's like a mountain man. Don't, don't ask. 
because he's he's been staying in like a house outside the city because he doesn't want to be in this corona infested Manhattan. I don't blame him. But he had these boots on, um, Oboz, O-B-O-Z, these hiking boots. And they look, they actually looked really cool. And he said they were awesome. They're super comfortable. I looked them up. They make women's too. And uh, they, they get like amazing reviews on Zappos and Amazon. But I, if I do this camp, this, this uh, camping, glamping, a tiny house resort.com business, I'm going to have to get hiking boots. And I feel like I'm probably going to have to get snow pants. I mean, what if it's cold? Like, I, I don't even know. And like, do you get pocket warmers? So, you know, I, if you, if you know anything, keep me posted. But what I like about this trip, I have to say, is, you know, you book the house and then that's it. Like you could bring your own food, make your own food hang out in front of the fire, you know, and going on these kind of little trips is good because you really get to, you really get to, you know, see how the other person is. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually haven't been away. Well, we went, my boyfriend and we went to like one little place, but that was it. We haven't really been away because, you know, the pandemic's been going on for like, coming on a year now. Hello. So, you know, where are we going? So this would kind of be a first-ish time of a vacay. And I got to tell you, I might hate him after 48 hours. I mean, you might hate your guy after 48 hours or your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like we spend weekends together. I know his schedule, but like when you go to a place with somebody and you dropped in a new environment, I was just talking to my aunt Lisa about this. I know you're listening, aunt Lisa. Hello. But it's like you go to a new environment and, and, and you, you dropped, you dropped a new place. You don't know where anything is. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know where, when, where you're going to eat. You don't, you know, you have to see how people react to that. So I'm, I, I, I think I'm getting down to this idea. I will most certainly keep you posted. And it's not cheap, by the way, a tiny house resort for these, some of these things. For, you know, some of them, they like $400 a night. I was like, are you kidding me? Stay in a in a box on wheels, I'll sleep in my car. I'll drive my car into the forest. I'll sleep in my car. <laughs> anyway. Mm. So, but <clears throat> let me say, before I thought of this tiny house idea, okay, I was looking at places to go in the city, like on his actual birthday. I was asking a bunch of girlfriends. And so they came, they gave me a ton of places because, you know, they, they, are, they don't have boyfriends. So they're just, like, going out desperate to meet any old guy that's sitting in a igloo, a COVID igloo somewhere. So um, let me tell you about these places because if you're here, you come here. You need some. Okay. Um, okay. Pink Snow Lounge is a, is a rooftop bar in Midtown. Check it out. The PhD Terrace, the Dream Hotel. They have a um, – in Midtown, the PH, the, the – the PhD Terrace at the Dream Hotel in Midtown because, you know, the Dream Downtown, Meatpacking. They have a whole rooftop garden lights. It looks so nice. Also, there's another rooftop. One of my girlfriends told me about Haven Rooftop in Midtown. They, they turn their rooftop into a ski chalet. How freaking cute is that? They have draped fabric, twinkling lights, blankets. She sent me a picture. So nice. Honestly, when can you go on a rooftop in Manhattan in the middle of the winter? Never. This is the silver lining. It's actually freaking cool. So they, I also found out um, you can. there's a drive-in movie theater, okay, called Sky Drive in Brooklyn, Greenpoint. Um, I actually did buy tickets for that. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, I bought them in advance. They're doing a screening. Actually, tomorrow, Tuesday, they're doing a, a screening at 7.30 of Taxi Driver. I love that movie. And uh, I bought that because I thought, oh, for his birthday, I'll just, like, cook dinner or maybe we'll go somewhere and then we'll do have we'll do something. And, of course, there's nothing to do on the actual day. Why would that be so easy? So I found this Sky Drive, uh, Drive movie there. So we are doing that. We're doing that actually tomorrow. But um, there's this Japanese restaurant somebody was telling me about that sounds so cool. It's called um, Dr. Clark. It's in Chinatown. So I eat Japanese Dio, but I eat fake Japanese, like California rolls, you know, Philadelphia rolls. And I like Connie salads and some of that, but I'm not into sashimi. But this restaurant, okay, my girlfriend told me, Dr. Clark in Chinatown, they ordered these special Japanese tables. Listen to how cool this is. It's a special Japanese table. You know, it's one of those tables that's like low to the floor. So you sit on the floor on a pillow, you know, and, and the table is low. You know, and you're in like a boothy sort of thing. So you're not on the floor floor. And um, and and it's like this whole experience. But they order these special tables from Japan because the table is heated. So this is what it is. Basically, she told me, Dr. Clark, hard to get a reservation. You go into a little booth thing. You sit on the floor on a pillow. The pillow's heated, the floor is heated, the table's heated. You eat your dinner, and while you're eating your dinner, they put a blankie over you. Right, that's right, right over your lap. And I'm like, great, great. The only problem is for me, which and my, wouldn't fly for my boyfriend, is we're sitting on the floor with a pillow and a blankie, but you're eating uni. You know, I could sit on the floor with a blankie and a pillow and all heated business, but I need to be or I need to be eating French fries. That's right. I I I can't. I can't. I can't do the uni. Have you had that sea urchin? You like it? Mm. They look like itchy balls in the ocean. Have you ever seen this? I'm almost positive. I mean, I didn't look this up or anything like this. I I, I remember. The, you know the itchy balls that fall from the, the trees like in the fall? They, these look like itchy balls in the sea, I think, if I remember correctly. And, you know, the uni, it's like, mm, I don't like it. Supposedly it has an umami taste, but I'm not interested. If I want an umami taste, I'll make like a meatloaf and I'll throw some Worcestershire sauce in there. And I think, I think you get the same taste. The other thing that I found to do in New York that I think is worth it if you're around is um, in Chinatown, also in Chinatown, they put 250 glowing paper lanterns. So look, this is not a restaurant to go to or an actual thing thing. It's a walking thing. It's... um. The project came, it was this project that came in Chinatown. I don't know if it has a name. But based, oh, yes, it does. It's called Light Up Chinatown. That's what it's called. But at the start of the pandemic, you know, the alleyways were dark in Chinatown. Everything was looking dark and dreary and, and sad. And so they thought, how can we light up it down here? Put some life in this and have outdoor dining and make it seem fun. So basically they had restaurants pick in, pitch in and they put these 250 uh, glowing string of lights all over Chinatown. It looks really pretty. I did. I actually saw it because I did a photo shoot um, uh, some few weeks ago, and I saw it, and it's really nice. You should check it out. Look it up online. It looks so cool. But that's it. That, 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 was what, that was what I had in the cards. That was what I had in the cards for his birthday, but now I think I'm doing Tiny House. Okay. I, I need to talk to you about this because I, I, think, it's, I think it's so important. Okay, do you know about vaginal steaming? Yeah, I I know, I I, I know. I I, li- I I literally died. So there's this there is this Facebook group, okay, called like Bad Moms of Marlboro, New Jersey. Don't ask. 
And so I'm in the group. And so one brought on the group. She posts this Groupon, right? And the Groupon's like, can you die that this is a real thing? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, what the hell is vaginal, vagina steaming? Are you kidding? So I write on the post. I write, I write like right on it. And I'm never on Facebook. And I write on the thing. I'm like, is this real? And the girl, she writes me back. Yeah, it's real. Can you believe it? Blah, blah. I almost died. I mean, I've heard of everything. I heard, we, know, we talked about this before, vajazzling, Okay. You know, there's, they, they sell dye kits, pretty Betty, whatever they're called, dye kits for your, for your hair down there, if that's your thing. But vagina steaming, uh-uh, 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 I'm done. So, of course, so let me tell you what this is, okay? This, this is a spa treatment, okay? It's a cleansing spa treatment, and it's really called that. It's called, it's called vaginal steam or V steam. So if you're at the spa and you see the menu, it says a V steam. No, it's it's a steam for your vagina. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. So <clears throat> this is the deal. You go into a room. This is how it works. This is horrific to me. You go into a room. It's like a a giant sauna, and what you see is a big line of chairs lined up. A big line of chairs, plushy nice chairs, like, like less cushiony lazy boys. Okay. And less grandma looking. And, and then at the seat of the chair, there's a big hole in the seat. That's right. Like a toilet seat. And beneath the seat, it's a giant basin of boiling water and they put herbs and, and, and oils and scents and whatever dandelion and, and, and lavender, because that's what I want my vagina to smell like a fucking dandelion, right? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to have the, I'll have the number nine, the vagina steaming, and I'm going to sit in the third throne with the giant hole in it. Oh, and make my vagina smell like a dandelion. I mean like, no, I don't want my vagina to smell like a dandelion, like a weed that is on the side of the BQE. Horrific. Okay. (laughs) But, but this is what you could do. So you get all these smells and then you, you sit, yeah, uh-huh, right, exact, uh, we're on, me and you, I don't even know who you are listening, but I feel like I know you, we're on the same wavelength, you take off your clothes, you sit on this chair, Nekado, okay, in this room that looks like a calm sauna, and then, and, and you're naked, and you let your vagina just hang out, hang out, until this big bowl of steam, let me tell you something, I want nothing to do with this, okay? <laughs> nothing, okay? And the best part is that you sit next to other people. So you have, once you're in, once you're in your throne, your vagina throne, there's a cape. You put a cape on you. They cover, they, they cover the old puss with a cape, okay? And, and so you're, you, you can be modest about it. But I literally could die. So, and then, and then that's it. It's a 30-minute treatment, and apparently, when you're done with the steaming, it cleans you out. It, it it's supposed to help you with inf- anything from infertility to, to to cramps to if you have acne, like hormonal acne. Apparently, it helps blood circulation. Listen, let me tell you something. Fertility issues. Here's my thoughts. Fertility, as if I wasn't going to give them to you. How hilarious! Fertility issues and and terrible cramping and all that stuff, or, or feminine, you know. Thing, whatever, all that stuff is so serious, and I have so many friends that deal with that, and it's like, 
Ugh, my heart goes out to them. And they're, they're desperate. They're trying everything. So you want to know what? Maybe to some broads that this is okay. But I am not getting Nakato and sitting on a giant throne with a hole in it and opening my legs so my vagina gets dandelion scents thrown up it. No, not, not interested. Thank you. But if you want to do it for a 30-second session, a 30, sorry, 30 seconds. Can you imagine? For 30 minutes, it's like 60 bucks. They have a... There's a place in Manhattan on the Upper West Side called Maison Luxury Glow. That's right. You go there and your vagina glows. Okay, everybody? That's it. I've had enough. I've heard enough. I'm like, I, I'm i not, I, I'm into all sorts of things. I, I, I'll try everything. But this just, there's just something that seems a little d- disgusting to me, okay? Like, 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 can't you do this at home if you really want to do it? Can't you do it at home? Put a bowl of hot water and just stand over it or some shit like that. God, I think people have too much money if you want to know the truth. My boyfriend, he'll be like, so where are you going say, honey? Oh, I'm going to spa. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to get my vagina steam cleaned. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> product of the day. Okay, product of the day. So, do you use Swiffer? I have a Swiffer, and I like the Swiffer because it takes up a lot, not a lot of space. Um... And it's obviously just easier for city living. I don't have to have a mop and the whole thing. But I got the Rubbermaid Reveal Spray Mop. Do you know about this? You probably do because you probably have like a house and lots of room to store these things. But my friend Priscilla told me about this a while ago, like like a couple years ago. She probably didn't remember telling me about it. But it's called the Rubbermaid Reveal. It's a spray mop. It's a whole kit. You get the mop. Uh, it comes with microfiber pads. And, and like a bottle where you fill with your, your thing. And it's on Amazon. It's $64. I freaking love this thing. This Let me tell you why. The Swiffer is great. It's compact. It's skinny. It's But those Swiffer pads, it, what is it called? I don't even know. 20 pads in a box? 25 Swiffer pads in a box? It's like $20 a box or something. $15.99 a box every time. And then you get addicted. I got addicted to Swiffer. I like the smell. I, I'm Swiffering all the time. And I'm not like... What am I going to do? Save a pad and use it later? No. So it's it's a waste of money. Rubbermaid reveal. I have porcelain floors in my kitchen, and um, and I ha- all, all I could use to clean the floors is white vinegar and water. So all I do is I fill up this. It comes with a little water bottle, the Rubbermaid reveal. You put the the vinegar and the hot water in the water bottle. Shake it up. You insert the thing into the mop. You put the microfiber pad on, and there you go. Away you go. Done. So for sixty five dollars. I got a mop that's lasting me for years versus a Swiffer and $25 pads that I got to buy once a month. It's so good. I'm telling you, it's such a good thing. I love it. And the, and the microfiber pads, machine washable. It's genius. I honestly, I don't know why more people don't talk about this. This is the first time when she told me, this is the first time I heard about it. And I just got it after all this time because it was on my Amazon wish list and I forgot about it and I couldn't be happier. Question from the audience. This isn't really from the audience. I was just on the phone with my aunt, and she was telling me that she has a friend who is dealing with a sickness, and it's sad, very sad. Um, and we were talking about what do you say, and it, it's a friend that they're more acquaintances. And what do you say when um, when you have a friend that gets sick and or acquaintance that gets sick? And, you know, do you text them? And the blue, oh, I heard the news. Do you, do you send them a message like on Facebook or Instagram? I don't know. So we decided on a card. We decided to send her a card like in the mail 
or like paperless post, which has cute, you know, cute like e-card sort of things. And like not a card that says like thinking about you or not a card with like a cheesy like, you know, thing on it. Like and not a funny thing. You know, so she found this cool card and it just was sort of like an art sort of print. And what do you write in the cards to your acquaintance that get had got, you know, sick, cancer. This woman has cancer, so sad. Gets cancer and she's, you know, having her treatments or whatever. What do you say? So uh, we didn't come up with that part yet, though. But I would, I, I figured I would just share with you. Well, I have this book. I just pulled it out. I just sent her a screenshot. Let me, I have it. Let me pick it up. There's a book. I asked my mom to get it for me for Christmas two years ago, and she did. And uh, it, I don't even know why I asked for it, but it's good. It's called the book is called There. There is no good card for this, and it's based in the book. The tagline of the book is "What to say and do when life is scary, awful, and unfair to people you love." It's a book by um, a doctor, Kelsey Crow, and Emily McDowell. There is no good card for this. I got I got this book because sometimes I feel like there's situations that come up and I need I need to know what to tell people. I don't know. So I just was looking through it. After my aunt and I were talking about the um, what do you write in the card to a friend of an acquaintance that you find out has has cancer and you want to reach out, you want to say something nice, but you don't want to sound like you heard it from the grapevine and the whole thing. So anyway, I'm I'm gonna look through this book and hopefully I find something, but not exactly question from the audience, but you get it. Quote of the day. Maya Angelou. Oh, I love. I feel like a cage bird sings. I love her. This is a good quote. I learn I learn that people will forget. You probably know this quote. I learn that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people are never going to forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. So true. That's it, baby, for today's episode of the Elise DeLucci Show. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening, and I hope that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and hey, write me a review if you haven't already, or if you want, or tell your friend, or whatever. You also don't have to. I just feel like I need to do some shameless begging, you know? Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Ciao, ciao. (laughs) 